0: Thank you for listening to Sermon Audio from Hill City Church in Springfield, Missouri. We are a community of believers who exist to glorify God by making disciples who bring gospel restoration to our city and world. For more information about Hill City or to support our ministry, you can find us online at hillcitysgf.org. So we've been following Hosea and Gomer's story. For most of these weeks, and, and really today we're going to step out of their story and look at Hosea's call to Israel, and Israel and God, and then us, and what this looks like. Hosea 6 is where we're going to be. Um, looking at the first few verses of Hosea, Hosea 6. Let's, let's look at it together. Here's what Hosea says to Israel. So if you can imagine Hosea standing up before Israel, proclaiming these words. Israel, come, let us return to the Lord. For he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. So, this book of Hosea is a collection of Hosea's writings over the years. And Hosea, and probably not just once, over and over, is pleading with Israel return to the Lord, come back. And this would be Israel or Hosea's plea to Gomer, come return to me. And Hosea acknowledges the story. He says, come return to the Lord, for he, the Lord, has torn us. Hosea acknowledges that their troubles and their discipline come straight from God. Once you to see that, he has torn us. But God's discipline is about Restoration has torn us, that He may heal us. He has struck us down and He will bind us up. Notice who does the, the healing and the binding. Who is it? Come on now. Come on. God. He does. We have left. We have ran. We have pursued, chased. He has done the action. And so... Hosea's response to them is, come, let us return to the Lord. We we say this all the the time here. Covenant love demands a response. The gospel demands a response. The gospel demands that we return to the Lord and live in covenant love. Hosea acknowledges, come, let us return. He has torn us that he may heal us. One of the things that Hosea teaches us, I want you to hear, is God's covenant love is stronger than Israel's sin. God's covenant love is stronger than what you did Thursday night. Verse three. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn and he will come to save us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. Covenant love demands a response. So he says, let us return to the Lord. And, and what does this look like, Israel? Hosea is talking, return to the Lord. Okay, what does this look like? Let us know. And he says it again, let us press on to know the Lord. Now, in the video, they told you what that word know is, and it's a key theme for the book of Hosea and really the Bible. The Hebrew word for know is yada. Can we say it? Better than the first hour. Good job. Yadah. Now, when we use the word to know, in our language, in English, it, it usually means knowledge of someone. Like, how many of you know my wife Emily? Raise your hand. Yeah. You know some things about her. She's really good looking. She is sweet. She's kind, right? You guys, you know Emily. But the word know, like you know Emily, is not the understanding of yada, the Hebrew word of know. See, the word yadah, is a term that's only found in covenant love. A covenant. Two people making a covenant with one another. And yadah is the knowledge underneath that covenant. Yadah is a weighty word. Here's another usage of the word yadah in the Bible. Genesis 4.1. Now Adam, yada, his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain. See, yadah here is meant to show a sexual love. So yadah is this Hebrew word to know, it's, under, it's always found in a covenant, and it's this idea of deep knowledge, support, comfort, friendship, intimacy, service. It's a complete word, found in a covenant. One of the things that's, that I, th- I think is just uh, the time we live in and not growing up in a Jewish heritage, we underestimate this idea of covenant. The Bible is all about Covenant. That's what it is. The Old Testament is a series of covenants, God to his people Israel. Jesus making a new covenant for us to enter into God's plan for this world. The Bible's about a covenant, and this word yadah captures that weighty idea of a covenant. Yadah means this exclusive experience. So, I know there's a young crowd, but marriage is an exclusive covenant. So, 18 years ago, I stood across the stage from Emily, and I said that I took her to be my wife, and that was till death do us part. I made a covenant with her, and then the past 18 years of our marriage has been this understanding of yadah, like, let's get to know one another, and we've made mistakes, and we've grown, and we've had success and failures, and each thing has, has kind of brought us together. But this, our marriage, this covenant's exclusive, so... If I had a girlfriend on the side, and you guys find out about that, here's what you will not say to me. Well, Hood, it's okay. As long as you like, do the dishes some at home and you know, try to be good to your kids and be like, this is okay. Any, anyone going to let me fly with that one? No. Some of you are like, I'd kill you, Hood, if you, right? <laughs> no, of course not. Why? Because a covenant means that I have to live within the guidelines of that covenant. Fair? So I can't say, well, let me make it up for, let me make up for it in other ways. No, I made a covenant. And so in my marriage, the invitation is always return to the covenant that I might yada know Emily. Covenant love demands exclusive love. Wants to hear that. Covenant love demands exclusive love. You would not let me get away with my marriage with that not being the case. In our Christian life, covenant love demands exclusive love. Demands it. The nature of being a Christian means I can't do what I want to do all the time. Covenant love demands Exclusivity. And that's Hosea's call to Gomer last week. I purchased you, I bought you. Now you will be my wife and you will quit whoring. That's what he tells her. He demands exclusive love. And that's Hosea's call to Israel. Let us press on to know the Lord. And that is God's invitation to you. Exclusive love. Yadah. And here's the cool thing about this word yadah. It's transformational. So if I look at Emily and I's marriage, the first few years, we made a lot of mistakes. But as over the years, as we've gotten to know one another, living within the covenant has become easier. Now, it's not always easy. We make mistakes. But as I, Yadah, know her, something changes in my heart where my desire becomes more and more and more and more for her and not myself. So I remember when we first got married, uh, well, a few years in, because I was a fool when we first got married and didn't understand any of this, um, I started to learn, and one of the things I needed to change was when I came home from work, I was bad about coming home from work and being like, man, I'm exhausted, I just need some time to chill. Well, then when Emily was staying home with the kids, she's been around two-year-olds all day, she needs me. I was like, well, that's my time. I've been working on it. But as we've gotten to know one another, that yadah, we're starting to understand our needs for one another and our behaviors, our actions start to change for one another. Yada is transformational. It changes us. And it's God's invitation to you, to me, inside covenant love, is to leave our lovers behind and return to know Him. But can I just be honest with this morning? This is going to represent lovers. We have lovers, don't we? We all have lovers. And one of the things that we got to understand about this Hosea and Gomer story, although she has returned to Hosea's home, Our lovers, they run deep, and they are there, and it's not like, oh, okay, I chased that for a few years, but now that's all behind me, praise Jesus, now I'm back. It doesn't work like that. See, here's the reality. You have lovers, and you have made vows to those lovers. So, this will represent you and me. And you've had a wedding ceremony. You just didn't know it. You set a cross from your lover. Let's call this one money. And you've pledged your devotion to her. I, Daniel, take you money to be my wife. To have and to hold from this day forward, to love and to cherish, for better or worse, in sickness and in health, till death do us part, I will be devoted to you. And money looked at me. Daniel, I take you to be my husband. To have him to hold from this day forward, to love and to cherish, till death to his pardon, in sickness and in health. I'll be there for you, Daniel. We've done it. Been play another one? Success. Control. Porn. Food. Whiskey. Kids. We have our lovers. Gomer has her lovers. But covenant love invites us to break the vows with these lovers and to come back. But here's the problem, these lovers are deep in our bones. They're actually deep in our brains. Tomorrow, you have a stressful day, at school or work, wherever you are, nothing's going right, everything's hitting the fan, you're not, so-and-so's mad at you, I failed here, I messed up on this test, that business thing, and just, you get home at four o'clock, Boy, these lovers are calling your name. Daniel, Netflix, this will fix it. Six hours of it. This will, Daniel, I will cause all of your pain to go away. Football. Like our lovers call us and they're deep within us because here's what happens. Automatically, you go to them. Scrolling. Habitual masturbation, whatever it is, our, our lovers are deep within us, and, just be, and this is one of the things we have to understand. Just because you believed in Jesus and got baptized doesn't mean that those things just went away. They didn't. You know why? You've made vows to them. You've promised to be there, and they've promised they will be there the rest of your life too, and they don't just slip away. But covenant love invites us to break these vows. But here's what doesn't break them, trying to control them. We have got to understand this. Behavior modification doesn't work. Well, I'll just stop that. Anyone have said that before? How about this? God, I promise I will never do that again. Anyone made that promise? How's that working for you? (laughs) Right? Covenant love calls us to break these, but it's not like that. We need something deeper. It's not just that we need to stop doing that. And one of the things that, that frustrates me, and, and I grew up in a church like this, a chur- churches or, or Christian circles that are all about changing your actions. You need to stop doing that. You need to stop doing that. You need to dress like this. You need to not go on this date. You need to do this, 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 this. Great. That doesn't change anything. Okay, let's say you cut this out, whatever it is. If you don't deal with the heart, you know what you'll do? Replace it with something else. And there's the next six years of your life. See, covenant love doesn't just tell gomer just stop doing things it invites her back come let us yada let us know the lord so in order for transformation to happen it's going to have to happen inside on the heart level that my loves and my values and my desires start to change so then this doesn't look as sexy as i think it looks right now that's the christian life yada Hosea will write, the, or actually God says this through Hosea to Israel, verse 6 of Hosea 6, he says this, Israel, I desire steadfast love, covenant love, yadah, not sacrifice, not actions, not religious things, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And here's what you got to know, their sacrifices, their burnt offerings are things that God had told them to do, but the problem was they just made those actions and not the heart, God's calling them back to their hearts, not actions. So listen, Hill City, your lovers, wrong actions, simply reveal a misplaced love in your heart. If you want to change your actions, you gotta focus on the heart. Covenant love, Yada, transforms the heart that then transforms the actions. And it happens in covenant love. But it's a process. It takes time. Some of you have been a Christian for a few months, a year or two. Like some of us have been fighting these for 20 years. Adults, anyone in here? Nope. French, are you with me? Fighting these our whole life. They don't go away like that. But the Christian life is a constant returning to covenant love and fighting. Against our lovers. We've been watching this video series portraying to us the story of Hosea through this couple. I love this, may, this made me my favorite week because I think it is a true picture of what my Christian life looks like and probably yours. The man representing Hosea, God, the woman representing Gomer, us. Let's watch it. There's something about the delight of God in the midst of our pursuit of lovers that is unnerving that breaks us. And that's the call to Israel, return to covenant love because it's better. It's better. I was talking to a friend of mine, I've been walking with him for a couple of years, just on faith. He didn't grow up in a church and kind of walking through stuff of what this looks like and like, I think he's there. I think he's there. I've been talking to him about baptism. And he believes and he's trying to to follow, but here, here's what he told me. He's like, Hood, I can't get baptized yet. I was like, Why? Because I still got these. I was like, Well, welcome to the party. <laughs> See, one of the lies of Christianity is I gotta get rid of all this stuff to come to God. Which the truth is, I bring these stuff with me. And then inside covenant love. Because of God's delight, I'm invited to keep letting go, and that is not a one-time decision. It is a daily, multiple times a day decision—an invitation to live inside covenant love. But the first step—and and please, like if I could just like sit across and have a cup of coffee right now with every one of you—here would be my message to you: Your hatred of this and really not this, yourself, is the very thing keeping you bound to it. Let me say it again. Your hatred of your sin is the very thing keeping you bound to it. Now, what do I mean by that? Because it's not just that you hate your sexual sin, it's you hate yourself because of your sexual sin. I'm going to talk about this in Naked Truth in a few weeks. Emily and I are. Please come to that. And so when you hate yourself, that results in shame. Shame is this feeling of I'm unworthy and unlovable and all that. And when you start feeling shame, you're depleted. And guess what will give you a a hit of dopamine to spike you back up? This. So you go to it. You have another drink. You go to that website, you do. To then, left with, why did I do that? Oh, I'm so sick of this, I hate myself. To down again, which guess what will pick you up out of that? This, you see the cycle? Your hatred of it and yourself is the very thing keeping you in it. Here's what the Bible says. It is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Tell me where in the story have we seen this angle, anger, wrath, judgmental, Hosea or God is like, you got to get yourself right. No. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver. The kindness of God leads us to repentance. And hear me on this. And the kindness towards yourself in the midst of your lovers is what will lead you to start breaking ties to them. Kindness, not contempt. So we've had some vows. We've pledged our love and devotion to our lovers. Covenant love invites us to divorce them. In Hill City, we've got to start divorcing our lovers. Here's what needs to happen. Let's choose a different lover. Porn. It makes a good one. Porn, we need to talk. I need to have a talk with you. And It's not you, it's me. You can use all the bad lines when you break up with people. You know, Jesus told me to do it. Um, Just not ready for a relationship right now. Like, we have all the bad ones, right? I want you to hear kindness, not contempt. Porn. I married you many years ago, and here's the reality. You've been there for me, when no one else was. When I was insecure, you were there for me. When I was afraid, when I was lonely, you comforted me. That one time I was really heartbroken, you distracted me for weeks my broken relationship with my parents, you helped soothe those wounds. But here's the deal, Porn, as much as you've been there for me, you've also shackled me, because you're controlling, and you're demanding, and you're self-centered. And no matter how much time I spend with you, I still come up empty. And although you give me something, you take way more. You hurt my relationships. So porn, I'm sorry to let you know this, but I'm going to give you a certificate of divorce. I'm leaving you. Because I've found a true love, a better love. One that doesn't take, one that gives. And gives Sacrificially. So I got to, as good as you've been to me, I've, I must let you go for a better love. Now, let me acknowledge this porn. Um, truth is, I'll probably call you in a moment of weakness. Because covenant love scares me. The delight of God scares me. So I'll probably call you and I want you to know I apologize for that in advance. I'll probably string you along. Because covenant love and trusting that will be a process for me. So I apologize in advance, although you don't have a soul, so it doesn't really matter. But i got to leave you for something better. That's how you divorce your lovers. But here's what I didn't do. why Why do I do this again? I'm so stupid. I just go, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. So pick your lover. We have many. And so covenant love invites us to begin breaking vows to those lovers. Now that conversation, we'll have to have 20 times a day. Right? Because whatever your lover is, every time you're stressed, you'll want to go to it. You're going to constantly have to keep having that conversation. You're going to have to invite other people into this conversation with you. Because the truth is, you will probably never defeat that on your own. You need other people to encourage you in that. The covenant love demands that we divorce our lovers. And invites us back to trust God in that. Verse 3, come let us know, let us die. Let's press on to know the Lord. And he goes on. His going out is as sure as the dawn. He will come as the showers. He will, just as the spring rains. So why why is Israel invited back to covenant love? You gotta hear this. You gotta see this. It's because inside the covenant love of God, he is faithful to give you what you ultimately desire. Do you see that? Let's press on to the Lord. He is going out. His going out is sh- as sure as the dawn. So did the sun come up this morning? Huh? Did it? That's your guarantee that the Lord is faithful. Will it rain again? Yes, it will. That's your guarantee the Lord is faithful. We are invited back to covenant love because it's inside covenant love that our truest desires are met. Here's what you've got to see. Your pursuit Whatever you were looking for with this, control, acceptance, love, whatever it is, it's not a bad desire. I want us to hear that. The thing that you sought from this, it's not a bad desire. It's just a misplaced desire. This won't get you what you want. The invitation is come back to coming to love and find what your soul has always been longing for in the first place. Let us return to the Lord. So Gomer has a decision to make. Will she come and return and live inside covenant love and keep divorcing her lovers? Will she go back? And that's our invitation. Come. Let us, you die. Let us know the Lord. Let's pray together.